You are about to broadcast live on Google Plus. Dang, I think we did it. We're live. <clears throat> Is that your slogan? Just we're live and you're free of something? Boom, we're live. Yeah, that's a nice clean drop that someone can grab. Just <clears throat> for Kevin. As long as Kevin's happy, everyone else is. <laughs> All right, what's doing? What's going on here? Why am I rushed to get to the microphone today? I was kind of hoping you'd uh, you'd forget to uh, text me about the record. To be honest with you. Oh, that's good. Yep. <laughs> well, you got too many weights to lift today. Got, uh, uh, it's just I don't know what's going on. No time. I just finished painting half the wall in the bathroom because we did some touch up work. Finished fixing a doorknob on the house that was wasn't installed properly, uh, and I got around to the gym, and I got run to the kid's school to drop off his uh, immunization report because apparently they say he's missing one of his shots. But they go, "This is not a suspension date." <laughs> Why? Wow. Return I to uh, American Eagle to return a, a Christmas gift. It'll be the third one I return this year. So next nice. year, everyone's going to say cash. you already did that. You already returned a gift. Yeah, I know. Two things for my wife. <laughs> like, fuck, fuck it. As long as next you made year, it to I'm the gym. I'm going to throw cash at her. I'm going to just boom, right in your face, cash. Mm. Buy whatever you want. Then how much did you uh, spend a lot of time looking in the mirror at the gym at yourself? I haven't gone. I got to go after this nonsense. This is why I'm in a rush? So you can go to the gym? No, I just told you what else I have to do. School, go return something. All I've done so know. far is that painting and repair job. Well, that story seemed to be in the uh, past tense. That's why I thought you no. said you already did it. Oh, I got it. Well... And I gotta eat, which I'm doing right now. Anyway, let's uh, let's let the listeners know what what you were doing before you started the show. No, nothing. You man. Keep on the down low, man. No, nothing. Tell Just everybody. Went out for some breakfast. Why? Special occasion? Who did you yeah. go with? Just the wife. Oh, wife. Yeah. that's a nice treat. Yeah, she took me out for breakfast. Any reason? Did she pay too? Yep. Oh, how come? <laughs> Why? Is it, well, is it because it's Tuesday today, January 19th? Well, you don't need to, uh, yeah. Oh, what, what happened on today about 45 years ago? <laughs> well, i tell you what I didn't see today was any mention from my uh, recording partner on any social media wishing me happiness on this uh, occasion of a day. <laughs> crap. Yeah. Oh, uh, what? Yeah, throw back in your face. <laughs> I don't know. How, to be honest with you, I don't know how to do that on. Uh, how the fuck do I do this? Do what? You want me to do it right now? Type in two words? No, it's, it's a quiet time. No one needs to know that shit. Happy birthday today to Bill. And then do I put at STC pod? Oh, yeah, duh. But everyone else gets it too, right? Yeah. What I did see today was, I guess it's P1's birthday too today. Really? Yeah, we share a birthday. So I will uh, 
wish a very happy and hearty birthday to P1 out there on the high seas, defending our fair land. Uh-oh, what's that about? What, are you taking selfies now? No, I took a picture of the microphone. <laughs> hmm, what is going on in that room of yours today? I see some new oh, stuff going on back there. It's off. Oh, dude, it's ridiculous. Well, if I, I pulled down my third box of uh, comic books and photographed those yesterday, I got a fucking shitload that I'm either selling or going your way. Yeah, well, I see something with big wings, though, on there. That's my dragon. Yeah. When did this happen? That's my dragon. Because <laughs> it's cool. It's one of my uh, two Seth MacFarlane dragons. Uh, from what? What's it? Uh... I don't know. He wrote some series like 10 years ago, and I had these two dragons in their boxes still unopened. And I said, enough is enough. Take them out, threw the boxes out. Wow. And I uh, just put them on display. The listeners will be but, shocked uh, to know that it is out. It is well out and about. But I got like my VCR, the one of my three VCRs on my desk here, My one of my 18 DVD players for some reason. Boxes stacked all around. I got a, you know, I'm having OCD issues here. Well, it's a disaster, man. I, gotta, I want to punch something. I'm so angry. It's messy. Yeah, what I do notice is uh, there's a big Lego box there, too. Well, that's my son's... Uh... Is that Joe? Mm. Uh-oh. Joe's handsome. That's Joe. Oh, don't tell him that. Joe's handsome. Don't tell him that. <laughs> Who's that in the background? Hmm. Oh, so he points it to his abs. That Are you on? Are you on? Yeah, we're, we're on right now. Whoops. Okay. Sorry, Joe. Uh, no one's going to see it. It's okay. <laughs> Why are you showing off your midsection now? It's ridiculous. My, I want my face to be seen. <laughs> uh, no, that's uh, the classic Lego that my uh, son got for Christmas. But under it in the two shoe boxes are my, uh, oh, nice little kiss. Kissy, mm. kissy. I kiss Bill at work. <laughs> she can't hear you. I, you're on head, headphones. I got uh, my two shoe boxes full of my space Lego from back in the day. This is very distracting, this chest shot you have up on the camera. I, I don't like it. Is your wife gone? <laughs> Look at my chest and the chains over top it. You like my three gold crosses? <laughs> I do this for Jesus. Well, yeah, we were talking the other day. I was blown away that you still keep not just, Well, we all have probably one VCR in storage somewhere, but you, you're keeping three of them for some reason. Yeah. What happens yeah. if one blows out on me and I can't watch my uh, recorded tapes of WWE? <laughs> you would be in a better spot in life. No, I've only kept the good ones. What do you Which, mean? By the way, I have to add it down into, into a digitized format. No, you don't need to do that. Yeah. No. No, you don't need to do that. Um, well, you could always get a replacement VCR, I imagine, at any thrift shop for $2 any time of the day. I've got three mint ones here that are good. Mint. <laughs> I tell you, I was tempted uh, at work. I saw in the uh, the uh, electronics to go out in the trash bin. There was some old VCR there that was a, it was a multi-region. 
And I mean, it had like eight different buttons on it for eight different regions. It was some kind of international VCR. It looked really cool. Oh, so cool. It's so like PAL and NTSC and what else is there? I don't know. There was a whole bunch of different regions on there. I don't know what it would have been for, but what's it, it in VCR. What's it in Japan? Is that PAL or is that uh, something different? Is that uh, CCAM? Hmm. What are you doing? Shelling peanuts now? Oh, tangerine. <laughs> don't worry about what I'm eating. Just go with your story. No one would know. <laughs> yeah, they can hear this sloshing around like you're uh, finger banging uh, play out in Lindsay or something. Jeez. Hmm. <sighs> Things you do drive me Hardly crazy. Knows about that story because no one listened to that episode. <laughs> yeah, that was what episode was that? 60 something. Peanuts. Look for, look for the one. Yeah, look for the one with the peanuts character and the girl on top of the barn. And you hear about Joe going out cow tipping and ravaging country girls in barns. You should come up with a story like that for every show. What do you got today? Oh, yeah. Well, I thought we talked about um, our little threesome in the bang bus. <laughs> oh, well, that's for the body of the show. Why don't, why don't you just send off the intro and we'll get into it. All right. Let's, All right. See, let's see if I can do this here. First off, what episode are we on? You know what? This is episode... I think it's 68. 68, yeah. All right, cool. All right. Welcome to episode number 68, guys, of STC Pod. Please remember to subscribe to our show on YouTube at youtube.com slash start to continue. Follow Bill on Twitter at STC Pod and check out my craziness on Twitter at AC Decepticon. You can bookmark both of our websites www.stcpod.com as well as www.angrycanadiandecepticon.blogspot.ca Listen to us on iTunes under the title search STC Pod as well as you can find my other podcasts there, Transformers and Beer. Check out STC Pod on Podbean which is www.stcpod.podbean.com Also, if you're listening to us, why not check out some other great podcasts and blogs from our community you can find all of us at www.cartridgeclub.org. And as always, a big thank you to all of our loyal listeners. And now let's get on with the show. Did you say what today's show is going to be about or anything no. like that? Not yet. <laughs> no, That's what people expect in the first part of a show, you know? And today we'll be bringing you this. Who knows what the hell we talk about, man? <laughs> yeah, I'm I don't know. Because we go off on tangents. Did you say your free form thing? Was that in there? No. Uh, I drifted away in the middle of it. We are a free form podcast. <laughs> I thought that was a fantastic intro. It, it was great, man. Thanks for putting the effort out there. I can't wait to see the, your craziness out on Twitter. Mm. <laughs> I tell you one thing. Listen, you got to calm down on the, the retweet button. What? what? Quit talking over me. You know, there is a reply button, but you seem to hit the retweet button. For I retweeted. No, I retweeted if the topic um, I think would be interesting to other uh, people following my feed. Hmm. But if it's just some dumb reply to something that no one else would care about, then I just do a reply. So I know how to tweet. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh what was uh, a lot of tweets about your uh, number number gumbas or whatever that game's called? I couldn't follow that thread. I don't know what was going on. 
<laughs> I, for some reason, I was I was tagged in a bunch of these threads that I have no idea what people are talking about. Someone's starting something back up again or whatever. Yeah, you know what will make you happy, though? I freaking tossed that game like a like last week's date. <laughs> and that's it. You're not going back to it. I will later. I'm on to uh, Zelda, A Link to the Past. Which I think people were commenting on Twitter that <clears throat> this might be a fun game. So it is not, fun. It not is. really up your alley because you don't like fun. Well, I finished it before back <clears throat> back in the day. Oh. Did you? On what system? Dude, I've played the Super Nintendo back in the day. I just never owned it. Well, how could you get through an entire Zelda game to completion and not own the system? They had like the seven-day rentals, man. Oh, you rented I, the whole I, system. I this one, my cousin may have owned it, but um, I have finished it. I know that. I can't remember. I can't remember what the ending was like or whatever, but I, I've already put probably a good hour and a half into it. Oh, I submit that you've never finished it before in your life. You just like to believe it. Um, no. <laughs> that was great. Loving it. Well, so... Can we take, does this tie into our Bang Bus adventure? I guess, if that's what you want to call it. What happened? I don't remember what day it was. What was it, like, thir Wednesday last week? Thursday? Hmm. Whatever. Anyway, last week I decided to make the 13-hour uh, trek up to your house in the middle of a snow squall. And uh, along the way, oh, no, first off, we organized it the night before saying, hey, let's get together. We'll come up and hit all your uh, all your uh, thrift stores and, and uh, pawn shops and whatever up in your neck of the woods <clears throat> because that's where you had found those great mint PS3 games for me, right? Yeah, it's where you were impressed with the quality of those, uh, the last PS3 games I grabbed for you from uh, the town. Yeah, what'd, what'd you get? Uh, Killzone, Need for Speed 5, uh, Gran Turismo 5, and uh, Battlefield, I think, or some nonsense. Something else. But these were like pristine. The discs were like not even a, a scratch. The books were mint. Um, couldn't believe the condition, and they're all <clears throat> what were they? Five bucks each. Uh, yeah. Seven fifty each. No more than seven fifty. Most were five. Yeah, so we thought we'd uh, go up and demo these stores again. So I suggested uh, you send Kevin from Buried at Mars a text the night before to see if he thought if he'd like to join us. Well, I suggested maybe we should include. No, no. Kevin. I brought it up. I said, "Hey, why don't you uh, send Kevin a text?" He wants to go give him my number and he'll get in touch with me. And then uh, later that night, I got a text from Kevin saying, sure, he'd love to join us. And since he's halfway between you and me, I picked him up on the way up. We had a pleasant conversation. It was just like I was listening to Retro Fandango in my car, um, which was sort of surreal. I was a little nervous. But maybe uh, he thought he was listening to uh, STC Pod in his car. <laughs> I'm sure he did once we all got together. Because he is the follow-up podca podcast us, right? Yeah. I was a little worried you going to pick him up because you only let you know people that are intimately uh, 
aware of you in your car, that close proximity to you. So, and you hadn't met him face to face. Well, not in person. I've seen his face on the uh, podcast we've done together. Yeah, but you're pretty scared of people in real life. So I was worried, but it all worked out. Um, you had I'm a strict timeline. Am, am I judgmental? Let's, yeah, well, let's that's right. You're exactly. Tilt your thing up. This is annoying me. I only see your mouth. It's no good. Presentation here. <clears throat> yeah, you had a strict timeline. Anyway, uh, so we left the house. At, I got him by 9 o'clock, and we're up in your neck of the woods, up at the old, uh, <laughs> we went up at, at what used to be the old Molson Park, which is now this megaplex shopping plaza. And uh, you suggested, oh, why don't we meet in front of the Bed Bath & Beyond, which uh, Kevin thought was hilarious. It's like, why are you guys meeting in Bed Bath & Beyond? He goes, you don't want to know, Kev. Well, you insisted something immediately off the highway. Safe and secure. We're only that, little ladies go. That's right. And this is a giant parking lot that's brand new, well lit, lots of spaces. So, And I knew Bed Bath & Beyond wouldn't be busy. Damn. <clears throat> Everything worked we're, out. We were at your plaza there by 10. And uh, Kev immediately had to go to the bathroom after we switched cars. I grabbed the coffee at the Mickey D's. I thought you guys were joking. No, actually, we both went, but I just did it first because I wanted to try and see his package. <laughs> a uh, little bit of sword play there in, at the urinal. So. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, there was only one urinal, so I had to go into the uh, pooper stall. Yeah, you were in such a rush to get in town. You guys jump into the car. I'm like, okay, let's start peeling off to the first place. And you're like, well, let's stop and get a coffee. I'm like, haha, that's funny. No, I'm serious. And Kevin's like, yeah, I got to pee. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, immediately halt the trip right now. All right. So you take over because I don't know where the hell we went. Well, talk about that McDonald's. What do you think of this new uh, that was point, point of sale? McDonald's I've ever seen, man. <laughs> I walked in. I didn't know where the hell I was. It was completely renoed inside. As soon as I walk in, they've got three screens where you can place your order like on a massive, I don't know, uh, it's like a TV turned on its side and you can just literally just place your order there. It gives you a ticket number. And then when your number comes up on the screen in front of uh, like where the cashiers would normally be, you go up, grab your order and you're on your way. Like, where are we? <laughs> and they're rolling this out on, in all McDonald's apparently. This How did this, why did this start up where you are? Well, that's a, like a super new McDonald's, very new. So I don't know. I, but yeah, they're big giant touch screens and uh, you can pay right there on the screen. Yeah. Takes your card. Or if you have coupons, then you have to go to the, uh, you can still place your order, but then you have to take your ticket to the, to an actual person at the till to pay mm -hmm. and they'll take the discount off. And then you wait for your order. What? Well, it seems like this is how McDonald's has been going for a while. Like they got tons of people taking orders and it's you get your order in quick, but you got to wait for your yeah. food. Actually, kinda. this one, there was only one person at the cash and one person beside these digital order taking terminals and one person putting the orders out to everybody. But, um, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's like, hurry, hurry up. And then, uh, 
you got like 20 people in front of you and 20 people behind you and you don't know what the hell's going on and, and they still only have like two people getting the food out. Yeah. Well, there's a big monitor in front of the, the like takeout desk that hands out the meals and that says your ticket number when your order comes up and you just grab it. Yeah, um, I was impressed. And you notice the uh, girl doing the instruction, she's wearing a new uniform. That's going to be their new outfit, and they have new uniforms coming too. They want to be a little bit more casual upscale than uh, McDonald's, mm-hmm. which, you know, last year they're, you know, they were hurting in, in, in the stock market, I guess. They lost some money. So they're trying all kinds of new things to get uh, revenue up. Like in the States, they have all day breakfast. Why, you know, I don't know why they don't have that here yet. I thought we did have that here, but apparently it's only at the the McDonald's, and I forget what they're called, like Quick Stops or something. Um, uh, the McCafes. McCafes, yeah, yeah. So like in your transit hub or something, there might be a little... I think McCafe. I think that'll change. I think eventually it's got to go to every single store. Yeah. Like it's... what. It's kind of silly because if they, why would you not have it all day if your competitor is going to have it all day too, right? Someone who's getting, you know, it's not the business world isn't nine to five anymore. It's twenty four seven, seven days a week. Not everybody works at the same time. So if you're getting off or going to work at a certain time or your sleep schedule's off, and you want a breakfast instead of having to shove a freaking quarter pounder down your throat. You're going to go to some place that's going to have a breakfast, so why not have it at every single one of your locations? Well, you know, you work there. How difficult is it to switch between uh, breakfast and burgers? Like, it's just cracking an egg, it's, isn't it? Yeah, but you you got to have specific cooking stations for it because you can't do eggs and then suddenly put meat patties on a grill and then do eggs after that because then the eggs are going to have the eggs are not going to be white, right? The, the They're going to have the meat residue, so they'll be like brown. Well, that's how we get it at our cafeteria at work. You don't seem to no. mind. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? So really, honestly, it just comes to a matter of uh, space. It's not that it's difficult to cook either thing. It's just a matter of having the space for it. You need to have a, de- a dedicated cook station just for eggs, and then other yeah. ones just for the meat, right? Yeah, yeah. So right. I, I could see maybe the newer McDonald's as they start to build new ones. Um, they might accommodate that and have that little extra space in the kitchen just to have eggs. But anyway, uh, what the hell, man? People want to hear about this uh, bang bus trip that the three of us are on. <laughs> well, the, I don't know what's so interesting, man. We uh, left from there to the closest place, which was a, a pawn shop. It's called the Money Machine. And, uh, that's where I got you that your last package. So we stopped there. That was mainly for newer games like, uh, 360 or your PS3s. Although there was original Xbox and PS2 stuff there and a little bit of older retro stuff, but prices kept, you know, go up higher and higher as the older you get. And well, we all got something at this place. I got a bunch of, uh, Maybe three, three sixty games. I think. Oh yeah, I think I bought. Um, I think I just bought two games from here. No, nope. because these were seven dollar and fifty cent games, right? 
No, I think I bought four of them there. That's right. I bought four. What I got? Mm -hmm. L.A. Noir. Uh, some kind of flying game that I can't pronounce. Right. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy 13-2. And some other game. I don't remember what. But again, they were pretty pristine. So not too bad. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, me and Kevin were looking through the Microsoft stuff, and we were kind of after the same things. But, man, it was so handy having him there because I'd be like, what's this game like, Kevin? No good. What's this game like, Kevin? Uh, it's okay. What's this game like, Kevin? Yeah, I got to get that one. It's like having an expert right by my side for the for every choice. So it was super handy. And, Why don't uh, you have a list of the games that you want to get yourself, though? <clears throat> like, as you see people do... Uh, reviews online or whatever why don't you just start making like a wish list on your phone of you know xbox games to pick up or ps3 or whatever uh, i i just kind of go on the lookout for games that i haven't seen before that look interesting and uh it's nice to have a second opinion there uh, if i haven't heard of it because it was lousy or i haven't heard of it because i just missed it along the way oh, i noticed you didn't ask my opinion on anything <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't shopping PlayStation stuff, so I did when I was looking through the PS2 stuff, I'm sure. Go. Yeah, that place wasn't too bad. And then we left there. I remember there was one title uh, I had grabbed, and I said, Kevin, is this good? He's like, oh, yeah, that's really good. Okay. He's like, yeah, but I would take that, too. <laughs> I think it was uh, Dragon Age, and it had two parts on it, I think. Was that the game? Dragon no. Age? Well, no. I got Dragon Age. Hmm. No. The yeah, that wasn't it. <clears throat> oh, shit. Anyways, I graciously handed it over to him as a, as a good host would to his guest, and uh, he snapped that puppy up. Then we went to the cache, and everything rang up tax-free day too so that was handy was it yeah oh i didn't realize that at least for us oh you uh, no, you're right actually it was tax-free you just threw a big wad of cash in the guy's I face, threw in. Guy's face and <laughs> keep the change <laughs> yeah but, so, uh, but are there always the tax-free days or are they always the same day no i don't know what i don't know what was going on i i think i've paid tax there before uh, so I don't know. Actually, you know what it was? I thought the tax was, Hmm. I remember looking at the receipt that he gave us and I think he charged like $5 for the games and somehow it came up to seven fifty. No, 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 no. Sure? There was no tax. Yeah. Uh, I wish yeah. I kept that receipt. Something was weird on there. Cause it was uh, the, the price was pretty even Stevens that I had to pay. And uh, yeah, right. so $5, 360 games basically for me and uh, the PS2 games were $2.50. I don't remember if I grabbed one or not. But that was cool. We took off from that place and went to uh, a new thrift store in town, one of these Bible thumping Bibles for uh, missions. Uh, Bible for mission stores. Yeah. It's new, 
pretty big. Um, that's where I found one of your games before. And uh, so we ran in there. Uh, I Did we see anything in there? I don't think so. No, it was, it was dry, man. Nothing. It's dry. So <laughs> we bailed off that place and headed towards another one. And I think Kev spotted just a little corner store, convenience store kind of place that uh, had videos. And it said adult. And it also said games. So you wanted to stop in there. I don't know. I've never been in there, man. But uh, why not? We're here. There was nothing there. That was a bust. But they, it was interesting. They still had a major movie rental business in there. Like regular movies, not just adult movies. That's got to be the last place in town that's doing it. Yeah. I wish we had taken some pictures. I don't... Why didn't we take pictures of this adventure? No time, man. You had us on such a strict schedule. You had, I think, two hours in no, town. No, what? Yeah, you gave two us two hours. hours. Two and a half hours. Oh, sorry. And it ended up being we stayed three hours. <clears throat> so you can't complain about that. Three hours, man. And right. that doesn't include the hour and a half drive each way, by the way. You're welcome. <laughs> I do that drive every day to work. It's not a big deal. So we left that place to hit another, uh, it was more like an antique mart. Um, that place was cool. They yeah, vintage really location. Uh, it's a pretty cool place. They have a big helicopter on the roof. You got all kinds of collectibles there. And they do have a little gaming cabinet. So we went in there. I know this place because they sell uh, a Ridge Xbox games for a dollar. So I like this place. Uh, I think Kevin found a couple things. And we talked you into buying an actual fun game, a Ratchet and Clank game. At this right, for two bucks. For <laughs> for the PS3, was it? Yeah, I, I bought games for three different systems on this trip. But so far, it's only been for the PS3. So yeah, I, I was impressed because both me and Kevin kind of ganged up on you to try a game that's fun. Try a fun game. Can't go wrong with this game. And I then like games that stimulate you intellectually. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's another Good. subject. And you wanted to browse around that store a little bit further. I'm like, oh, no yeah. time. Get back in the car. Next trip, man. Next get time. moving. So we I'll should jump. do this. Uh, oh, calm down. We should do this <laughs> make this like a monthly trip. <laughs> a monthly trip. <laughs> Every month you come down for an hour and a half and we whip through the everywhere. This month we'll just be in this store. Well, next time we'll do it on a work day. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, we'll book, be at work. We'll book it off. What? We have days off midweek. That's the joy of yeah, our job. I, have, I'm limited on those days on work no, days. You're not. You I are know. not. Anyway, continue. <laughs> you love to believe this rock star status you have where you have like uh, road managers looking after you and your itinerary. I know you did bring a rider to the car of things you needed like fruit juices and bananas and a platter of luncheon meats. But uh, <sighs> Okay, after that we went uh, about midtown to I think it was Value Village next, right? Yeah, it was a bus too, right? Yeah, big letdown, as Value Village has been getting. It's like winning the lottery now if you find something there. 
And now they've mixed their games in with their giant wall of DVDs. So always oh, we did not we? Yeah, but nothing we wanted. But in I this entire wall of movies is random games placed in there. So they're hard to pick out sometimes. Yeah, I found two old vintage Hardy Boy books that would have fit my collection nicely, but um, someone had initialed the letter A on the outside cover. So that was a real shame. Game breaker. What were they charging for those, though? Did they have a special price? Uh, they were either like $2 or 4 bucks each. Mm. So that was, that's an amazing price for that. Because that's another pisser with Value Village nowadays. All their books are normally, what, $2 each or something? Unless they think they have an important book, then they put their own price on it. Yeah. And it's really hard to see that price. It's very small print. It blends in with the cover. It's very maddening. Been burned by that. Um, that was it, right? There was nothing else there. No, nothing there the consoles bounced. And that was near Kevin's old haunts. He used to live near there. Overlooked the Value Village. Was that it? Was that the second last spot? We only had one more to go after that. What about that other pawn shop that had the cop car outside? Did we go there yet? Oh, right. That that was before Value Village. <laughs> yeah, that was on the way to Value Village. There was another pawn shop on the way, just on the edge of downtown Barrie. Yeah. And uh, there was... They had a massive selection. With a cop car out front. <laughs> we didn't know what was going on. <clears throat> tons and tons of titles there. Lots of GameCube stuff. Lots of... Uh, PS3s, 360s, PS2s. But the prices were nothing. Like even, I would have picked up some old Atari games, all loose, five bucks a cartridge. It's like, give me a break, guys. Get your prices right. Yeah. Well, I've, I've bought complete in box from, from the toy shows I go to for five bucks each. And these guys wanted loose for five? Forget it. And it was kind of unclear what the prices were on those older clouds. Yeah, I hate them. Those places are such fucking scum shops. I hate them, man. You want to have a shower after you touch anything in there. Yeah, that's for sure. There's a lot of people that come in for payday advances and that kind of greasy stuff. Um, I don't think we got anything there, right? No. Nope. None of us? I wouldn't even want to give them my money. But the prices weren't even cheap. Like, they had the usual bullshit. Uh, all behind the glass. And uh, I found that stuff to be overpriced too. Yeah, I think the yeah. only deals would have been on the GameCube games. So I think any GameCube was uh, 10 bucks, unless they picked it out and put it in the glass. Most every common GameCube game was 10 bucks. So I think that might have been a little bit of a deal nowadays. Now we bailed out of there with Value Village and then. The store that we should have went to first. Well, this was the f the mm. furthest destination. That's why it was the last one. We're at the north end of town. Uh, it's called Video Time. And uh, it's in the Bayfield Mall, I believe. And they have a nice big location, and they have every single uh, video game system and uh, DVDs and VHS and yeah. collectibles. As soon as I walked in there, man, I dropped my pants and started running around. That place was awesome. <laughs> it's 
It's like, we should have went. I, I think I was like shouting out, why don't we come here first? It, well, the problem is it's mostly very retail in there. A lot of, a lot of high prices. Yeah, but the quality is so much better, man. But you can always find something if you look hard enough. If you looked at the crotch of my jeans, you would have saw that it was wet. <laughs> For instance, as an example of how you might find something, he had uh, in the Sega Genesis cabinet, he had an, a road rash. I think it was road rash two, maybe. And he had a price tag of like 40 bucks on it. And then one cabinet over in all the common Genesis stuff was another one, which was uh, like blanket priced of $15 or something like that. He had just didn't know. He just didn't know it was in that commons inventory for the last 20 years or whatever. 15 bucks is still too much for me. But anyways, you can find something if you look hard enough. I think we all bought some multiple items from this place, didn't we? Yeah, I bought uh, at least, I think, uh, five games, maybe six games, because he had a buy five for $20 rack for, uh, uh, was it Xbox or PS2? I, I don't remember. But I managed to pull out five from there, which is a great price. I didn't even see that rack. I didn't realize. Mm. Yeah, he's, he pulls out all of his titles and then he separates them into different racks and he says, these will be two for 30 and then these will be five for 20 and uh, so on and so forth. Mm. And then I look over and you were had your nose pressed up against the glass at the uh, Super Nintendo. And I saw a Super cabinet. Nintendo selection and um, there's like five or six shelves within the one cabinet. Uh, most expensive being up at the top. Of course, up at the top where Dummy's got his lights for the cabinet. So it only assists in help fading out any loose cartridges that are up there, but I didn't point that out to the guy. <laughs> because the item I was looking for was, of course, a uh, mint in box. And I picked up uh, Nubanangas. No, not Nubanangas. Fucking Romance of the Three Kingdoms number three. Oh, yeah, that one. No one says. Oh, shit. That one's a tits. That Romance of the Three Kingdoms series is awesome. So I got, <laughs> it's got more gameplay than Nubananga. So uh, uh, really happy I got that. It's got everything inside. Uh, it's really meant. Well, you were going to walk away from it. I think we had to talk into it. Uh well, I don't think I was going to walk away, but I thought about I, – I was talking to, I think, Kev before on the way up to your place and then uh, when the three of us were in the car too about how I think I really just need to stay away from eBay at the moment because there's no deals because of the Canadian exchange rate uh, over American dollar, right? We're paying basically a buck forty uh, Canadian for a dollar American. Um. So I saw this box, I looked it up on eBay and it was going for double the price on eBay Canadian. Mm -hmm. So I called the guy over, opened it up, checked it all out. Everything was mint. So I said, okay, I'll take it. Uh, really happy with that one. Um, well, you tried to negotiate a little bit though. Don't, I asked him, is this the best you can do on this? Like, and he goes, uh, no, for those games, yeah, price is firm. 
So I said, whatever. And then um, I was really happy because then I was walking around. And I think Dean will appreciate this. I saw a big selection of Intellivision games. So I also picked up uh, two more additions to add to my Canadian boxed Intellivision. I got uh, nothing special, but I've got Checkers and I got Reversi, whatever the hell that is. I forgot. Reversi? 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 <laughs> I call it, I've always said Reversi. That's probably Reversi. Yeah, probably. Anyway, so I got two Canadian boxed versions of those games, threw that into my collection. Um, and then beside that, I was really excited because they also had uh, Commodore 64 games. But uh, they were all loose, and it was like, I don't know, like three for, three for 25 bucks or something like that. Oh, wait, I got... I thought I got three in television games. Yeah. I think you did. Hmm. I did. I got another one and I can't remember what it is. So the television games were five bucks each, uh, completing box. <coughs> and I would have picked up the 64 games, but it was just cartridges. And even at that price, it was like way too much. Uh, so, and then they had a bunch of, uh, Sega Master System games, mm -hmm. but the uh, they were all missing instructions. The cartridges were nice, but the boxes, like the box cases themselves, were pretty roached. So I passed on those ones. Uh, maybe in hindsight, I could have picked up three for uh, a combination price, but then I have to go and hunt down instruction booklets and all that nonsense. So I, I kind of hate doing that. I hate wasting my time fishing around for stuff and trying to piecemeal it together. And um, I think that was it. So I got those three in television, the Super Nintendo, and then I got the four, five PlayStation 3 games. All in all. Oh, and this place also had uh, uh, Commodore VIC-20 games that you and I saw out mm -hmm. by the door. But yeah. they were loose, and I think they were going for like 20 bucks each. So that uh, I would have picked them up, but not loose. I don't think it's worth it. Yeah, he's got just about everything. It's just a matter of... <coughs> Whoa. Remember in the display cabinet, he had... Um, uh, he had a boxed and television voice modulator, um, but he was asking 100 bucks for it. And I know you can get them way cheaper on eBay. Um, yeah, he had... Yeah. Power he, had glove. The, he had the game with it, though. He had the game with it as well, and it was uh, like mint. Yeah, but I already have that game in really good condition, too. So hmm. He's got just about everything. It's just a matter of finding what bin he's got it hidden in. And then, uh, you know. That's a great story you got up in your neighborhood, man. We, I, I don't have anything like that here. It's all freaking little game stores that rip you off. Hmm. Well, you must have something. There must be something you just I, I think, maybe I have to go out to the farmland like you and start searching around out there. The farmland. You know, there's actually a new place opened up near our work. Um, we'll have to check out one day after work or something. It's just a few blocks over. Hmm. 
I can't imagine those prices being cheap though in that kind of in that location though, right? No, it won't be. It'll be insane. Mm. And they're advertising in their Kijiji ad with like uh mint little Samsons and Oh what ripping bags. <laughs> so yeah, you were chomping at the bit to get out of there though, because time was ticking and you had to be back so you could sit an hour before your kid gets out of school in a parking spot. Because mm-hmm. you like, because mm-hmm. you like a certain parking spot. Well, this is what I do. I they get out at two forty-five. It's they not get a out big at, parking lot of the school. They so get out at three fifteen. Two forty-five. If you don't get a spot to park, then you're waiting in a lineup to get into the parking lot, or you're parking out on the street. But so I get there like two. I have sometimes I have a coffee. <laughs> I turn on my. Uh, I turn my phone as onto as a hotspot and I start surfing uh, eBay and Kijiji on my iPad. I'm close. I get the kid right away. I'm in and I'm out. What is the hassles with traffic? It makes perfect sense, man. Listeners agree. No, they don't. What is, what is the nightmare of parking on the street? You said that with a gasp, like how dare we? Because it's chaos. People are parking on both sides. You got traffic still trying to go in between all the cars. You got to walk all the way to the school to get the kid. I'm doing the right thing. Trust me. No. And school gets out at 3.15. I'm pretty sure you just, just because he comes out for recess early, he's still allowed to play there for a little while. I think you're yanking him out before the end of recess. They come out at 2.30. They play for 10 minutes. They blow the whistle. They organize the kids. And then they, the parents, they shuffle the kids out through the uh, gate. What the hell school gets done at 2.30? Is this because it's this 240. private? 245. Thor Academy. Uh, of, uh, no one cares. No one cares. Italian sausage. What? <laughs> All right. Why does that make you upset? <laughs> How about uh, we're on a time constraint? How about we discuss that uh, movie you and I saw, quote unquote documentary? I guess. Yeah, but I did want to talk about as well uh, the passing of a few major music people that we keep missing every week. Uh, we keep forgetting to talk about it. First off, David Bowie died. That was kind of a big deal. I was shocked to hear that. I knew he'd just come out with an album, and uh, when I heard his name in a, in a headline, I thought it would be about this album, and it turned out he died. Were you uh, concerned or anything? Were you? No, I was never a big. Uh, I think I liked a couple of his, of his songs. Um, I, I probably remember him most. Uh, I guess maybe not most, but I think I, I appreciated him more for uh, maybe the couple of movies that he was in that I enjoyed. Oh yeah, like uh, like what? Um, what was it? Labyrinth. He was in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with that, with uh, that was Jennifer Connelly, right? Was it? Check in there. Uh, here we go, trying to remember oh, actors' shit. names. <laughs> Why do we bother doing this, man? <laughs> I think that was with Jennifer Conley, and uh, I've always been uh, a major stalker of hers. She is perfect. Well, I, I just yanked out a couple quick albums from my collection to show you. All right. Um, 
so when I first heard of David Bowie, you know, growing up, it was, of course, during the 80s. So in periods like this, this album here, <clears throat> this is called Tonight, David Bowie. And, uh, you know, it was a lot more dance and new wave to me and not not what I was into. And uh, took, uh, you know, a buddy of mine to point me in the right direction. And so why uh, did you have that album then? I don't know, because it's important. It's important to have his stuff. No. But, <clears throat> I also have this one. This is uh, like a compilation. Changes one Bowie. We've all seen this album. Yep. It's got his hits on there. Space Oddity, Changes, Ziggy Stardust. This one, this album is important. It has uh, just the picture of his face, you know, all pensive. Uh if you find the right version of this album, it can be worth lots and lots of money, like five figures, because there's a variation of this album where the song, the track listing on the album does not match what is actually on the vinyl. So you actually have to listen to the vinyl and follow along with the tracks to see if you've got that odd variant. And I think, yeah, last time I looked, it was up there, five figures. And uh, so... We go back a little bit further. This was what really got me to be a Bowie fan. Hunky Dory is my favorite album. That's rock and roll. It's blues. It's got some great music, some great guitar riffs. Uh, the first song on here I heard was um, <laughs> the Andy Warhol song, which is side, side two. And it starts off with this Vic 20 sounding electronic music. My buddy was playing it for me, and I was right away, and uh, this is no good. Let's turn this off. And then the opening guitar riff comes on, and you're just, like, blown away by it. Awesome music. Very uh, rock and blues and a little bit of folk. Plus, there's a tribute song to Bob Dylan on here, which always helps. And then, of course, I got two of these. Can't have enough of these. The Ziggy Stardust album. Pure rock and roll. And, you know, this is probably what he's most famous for, wouldn't you think? Stardust and the Spiders from Mars? Yep. Yep. I'd say so. So I just wanted to talk about uh, that guy. And uh, I'll still play his old music. I never got into his later music. It was, you know, too new wave-ish for me. But that old stuff, if you haven't heard his old stuff, go pick up uh, Hunky Dory and give that a try. It's like um, it's like you're always flogging Fleetwood Mac to me. If you go pick up the Fleetwood Mac before Lindsey Buckingham, that's the shit right there. These bands always had these early periods where the shit was there. It was good shit. Hello? Are you yeah, is this your organizing I'm, desk uh, time? Sorry. <laughs> I don't bother arguing with you because you don't fucking agree with anything. Let's have a conversation about it. No, I've had it. It's 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 if I didn't fucking shave my head, man. I'd be pulling Christ. my hair out having a conversation with you. Well, like, you okay, this is good. Nope. <laughs> nope. It's not fucking old enough for me. Nope. <laughs> Flew right. back? Nope, that's shit. Unless it's the really old shit. Holy fuck. It's like, what? <laughs> Forget it, man. It's not worth my time. I'm <laughs> glad you like it. Good. Enjoy it. 
Well, did you hear who passed away last night? Yeah. Was, what the hell's going on, man? Everybody's dying. Okay, so Glenn Fry passed away last night. Complications of uh, ulcers and colitis and pneumonia. He had everything happening. And, of course, he's from the Eagles, which is, that's one of your guys, one of your big bands, right? Yeah, I appreciate them. I never saw them in concert, though, unfortunately. I would have liked to have seen them once. But I uh, guess that, I don't know, is that ever going to happen now? Or are they done touring? Yeah, that'll be it. I, yeah, I know, sure. uh, what's his name? Uh, Don Henley was just on Stern probably about a week ago now. And uh, does, does he got a new solo album coming out? Is that why he was on? I forget. I don't know. I think so. I don't know. But, uh, I, yeah, who knows if we'll ever hear the, heat, the Eagles live again. The Eagles were always a little bit too soft for me, a little bit too uh, mingling in the in the countryside for me. Uh, they brought well, Joe Walsh they, in, and he livened things up for sure. But you know, they suppressed a lot of his uh, creativity. But they started off as country, right? I think their bit, their first big hit was Desperado. Desper Billy. Uh, so yeah, um, this past year actually, what was it? HBO had a pretty big documentary on the Eagles two-parter yeah i watched it it um it didn't paint glenn fry though in a very good light though no and i think it was honest he's he's like a bit guy, of a bully the guy they kicked out of the band was just like eh, you're out now all of a sudden yeah for sure felder yeah and uh you know, he had his fights with uh, Henley as well. I think both him and Don Henley were type A personalities, had to have it their way. And that. Glenn Fry? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So it's bad enough with those two, let alone when you have these other really talented dudes like Don Felder and Joe Walsh, you know, trying to contribute. And, uh, yeah. Anyways. That's that. I thought he uh, was a bit of an asshole, but in retrospect, you know, I wish him sa safe passage. I never saw them either live, by the way. Nor have I seen, never saw David Bowie live. Well, <clears throat> the whole Eagles thing was, I think, when I started to want to see them live, uh, that's when they came back from their, well, obviously when they came back from the, was it the Hell Freezes Over tour? Yeah, that was in '94. Were like two hundred bucks. I'm like what? <laughs> yeah, they were probably the first yep. really big band to jack prices crazy. They probably led that craze of crazy right. ticket prices. I was just like, no way can I. Well, listen, there's very few people I would pay two hundred bucks for. Um, I think the last. The last concert I went to, was that Neil Young? Possibly. And I think his tickets, I got, now I had good seats, but I think I paid like, shit, it was 150 a ticket. Yeah, but you saw that, you saw Neil at Massey Hall, wasn't it? 
No, I saw him at, um, geez, I think, no, this was even longer ago. It was at, uh, I think it was at Maple Leaf Gardens before they closed it down. Oh, wow. That's a long time ago. Yeah. Well, I, have, I don't like any of this new stuff, right? I just doesn't don't really care for it. So, and I had already seen him back at uh, Exhibition Stadium. He was there with uh, Pearl Jam, I want to say. Yep. And, yep. Uh, Soundgarden was on the card too, and Blues Traveler, I believe. That was a crazy show. Yeah, I guess so. I wouldn't mind seeing Blues Traveler. But uh, no, I've seen Neil Young like three times, so. All right. Well, we should have another show when we where we go through our uh, concert viewing histories. Have you kept all your concert tickets? The, a few, a few. I've got every one that I've seen. Of course, and, mint. Uh, some mint in box, all in one box, and some of them are less impressive. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I wish to do that for an episode. We'll. Uh, oh God! Recap. What was the first uh, concert that you went to? Did I not say we'll do that on another episode? All right. <laughs> you might be surprised by what my first major uh, concert was. I still like my, you could probably make fun of the first one that I went to, but you got to remember the time period. They were huge. And uh, to be honest with you, I still enjoy their music. So suck <laughs> New it. kids on the block. No. <laughs> All right. The teaser for the next uh in the future well i guess are we not we don't have time now to talk about uh yes we do we got lots of time five minutes yeah that's fine how much you want to wax about this all right all right so we were uh on the youtubes uh following uh the community of folks out there and i was watching the two dorks channel these two dudes who talk about gaming and uh all things related to uh retro games and they do reviews, and uh, they're pretty funny. Two dudes just sitting around chatting. And they were talking about the Nintendo Quest movie, which we've been hearing about uh, for... They had a Kickstarter, what, a couple years ago? Yeah, but I wanted to see it because of um, all the guys who saw it at the latest uh, Portland Retro Gaming Expo. They saw yeah, it there, didn't they? Yeah, definitely makes the rounds through the talking, community. He was talking about it, and... Uh, did uh, the Q dogs go see it too? I think they all went and saw it together. Yeah. yeah. So the two dorks had a little review about the movie and it was the first time I heard negative feedback about the movie. So it kind of got me interested to find this thing and let's watch it. So we sat down together and watched it. Me and Joe movie party, and, Nintendo uh, quest. Yep. So the movie's and? about uh, yeah. movies about a guy who's challenged to collect the entire NES North American library in uh, a month. Is it 30 days? Yep. Yeah. And uh, so it's a documentary following that quest. Mm -hmm. That was the movie. And um, now I never saw what the, the two dorks were saying about their review on it, but I, I cause I, I wanted to go into it open-minded and I think you and I both picked out numerous or we both had numerous complaints about things that we would have liked to have seen. Um, I'm not sure why they weren't shown, but I guess we could probably speculate on that. Um, 
like you said, we found out afterwards there was the initial, uh, whatever it was, Kickstarter campaign or whatever patronage he used to uh, get the funds to actually go pay for the games. And then there was a separate one uh, associated uh, campaign in regards to the actual, I guess, production of the documentary. Um, do you have the numbers for, I remember the campaign for the documentary, but do you have the numbers for the actual game budget? No, I don't remember. Yeah, the documentary part aspect of it, I think they had, they had only wanted to get a thousand dollars or they had asked for a thousand and they ended up getting 40,000 just for production costs. And I don't know, I'm not up to date on what it costs to edit and, you know, pay for audio guys. And well, I think the director edited, uh, directed it and did something else. Right. But uh, uh, in terms of the whole production cost for making a documentary nowadays, I, I haven't stayed up in touch with that or kind of don't care to be honest with you. Well, numbers aside, you know, what'd you think of the movie? Like we don't have the exact numbers, so yeah. I don't want to put I, out bad I numbers. I think it was shot good for the most part. Um, I think all the parts where uh, the director guy, who's the main character's friend, and the parts where he did his sort of uh, one-shot uh, camera uh, voiceover parts, I wish they had actually were just voiceover parts with more uh, with more still shot footage or camera footage of of what he was explaining as opposed to him just being directly in front of the camera and talking. So I wish he had done that way. But I th my biggest complaint was um, as he made his purchase purchases for each of the games in the bottom left corner of the screen, there was like a, a, a bar, a green bar that, that was representative of how much funds he had left. So as he made a purchase, um, they never told you what he paid for it. Um, you would just see the, the color bar drop as he made each of his purchases. So we were never aware of what he was starting off with, um, what he paid for certain games, which I would find to be interesting. Um, what are your thoughts on that? To me, the most, one of the compelling components of the challenge is to see the budget and how it is divvied up and how it's, uh, spread out through the entire month. And that, was taken away from the viewer. We didn't get to see a lot of negotiations. You didn't get to see final prices. Like you said, you just saw a little uh, power bar in the corner go up and down, which represented his budget. To me, the, the compelling part is the money. Um, if you have, you know, any type of money, you, it would be no problem to do this quest, you know, or if you had a little bit of money, it'd be more challenging. I don't know. I think they, they dropped the ball with, uh, with something there. It definitely would have been more compelling if we had some, some money figures. I just thought the whole movie needed like another producer just to drop a couple notes here and there. Like you said, those segments where the guy was addressing the camera, I thought were really crowbarred in and even, even little things like those segments were used a handheld camera rather than a, a steady tripod shot mm. bothered me, but mainly the main thing was the main dude who was going across the country 
uh, Jay Bartlett. I'm sure he's a great guy and I'd love to talk to him anytime he wants, but he just didn't come across with any kind of uh, charisma or charm in this movie. I wasn't rooting for him. I didn't care how far he got. I didn't care if uh, he was even in the entire movie. He just came off with zero charm. And to me that you got to have that. That's the, that's the bottom line. What you need uh, in any kind of documentary is to root for, you know, the main, the main guy. Did you find him? Well, I wasn't rooting. I wasn't rooting for him, but um, I think they tried to build up that part of sympathy in terms of, you know, they did delve into, you know, his family life and how his father uh, sort of was a hard person and, and died on him at a really young age and how he's sort of like an introvert and antisocial and he's got these, uh, little issues um you know and then they did the interviews with his mom saying i, I don't know what he's going to do if i was to suddenly die so i'm glad i'm still around you know how he would handle it uh mentally right like yeah their little character pieces i found took away from his character more than anything is the <clears throat> story about his dad did not sway me anyway it, it made me even feel uh, even more negative towards him because he found no redeeming qualities in his old man. And, and the stories about his mother and stuff like that, it led me to believe he just lived in the basement of his mother's house. And why should this guy have this collection that no one else can have? You know, I was not rooting for him in the least. I just, it was it the editing process. Was it not written right? I don't know. Like I said, need one more person just to throw in some notes to say, let's back away from this and add more of this, a little bit more salt, a little less pepper. And another part, you said how he traveled across the country. Well, I know they had to figure out a way of doing this within 30 days. So they started off, obviously, with him hitting up, it was a three or four houses of friends or people that live like nearby. And so he started off the mm. journey, I think, with like 150 games right off the bat. Like just they gave he was just dumped on with a, a boatload of, you know, doubles or whatever, right? Yeah, he got 200 games in two days. But his main focus or his main purchasing area was his hometown of London, I think, right? Like he traveled to London. He went to Toronto once, yeah, uh, twice, and a couple man. places in the states, and that was it, I think, right? Yeah, and. You know, it would show him like he was raping a lot of people with like real dirtbag prices. Where even he said, "You know, I almost feel bad getting them for this price." Well, no, <laughs> but he but he had to do that, right? Like the whole thing is you're on a budget, so how low can you get a game for in terms of <clears throat> because they keep saying throughout the throughout the thing he's got to focus on there is that top twenty list of most expensive games. Mm-hmm. So he had to budget, like, early on in the hunt, he came across what was it, the um, stadium events, right? Yeah. So he was humming and hawing about pulling the trigger there. Um, so he decided to do the deal because he doesn't know uh, if he'd even be able to find it later on, and then the deal fell through. So um, I just wish there had been more 
and you know, I talked about it, him hitting up more like uh, maybe conventions or, or thrift shops or stuff like that instead of just going to all the, the only places he went to it seemed to be were either someone's house or a bricks and mortar store, right? Yeah, too many he stores. Was, yeah, he didn't like a garage sale around or a thrift shop around or anything like that. Like near the end, he had he had to pick up uh, like you know forty carts in one store, and he knew he had to do it in one day. And you could tell he had a big wad of cash, so it didn't matter. He just picking them out. Go to places that we don't normally see. That's what that's what makes it compelling. That's why these antique shows on the History Channel. Uh, they're picking barns and stuff like that. They're going places where we can't go. Mm-hmm. So it makes it compelling. I think maybe the, I think what the biggest issue may have been was the 30 day factor. Yeah. It makes it interesting because it's like, well, shit, can he do it in 30 days? Like that's where the real challenge is. So maybe more could have been added to the story or to the hunt. If they had said maybe 60 days. Uh, it just, uh, I wasn't rooting for the guy. It didn't make me want to uh, see him succeed. And it's not like he was wanted to do this so he could donate the collection to a museum or anything like that. It was just so, so he could have the collection. It, it didn't add anything extra for my heart. You know, it didn't hit my heartstrings at all in the least. So, yeah. Definitely not going to watch it again. Would I tell someone to check it out? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I congratulate the filmmakers for an independent film, putting it out there. Uh, a lot of people are enjoying it, and it's about, you know, the stuff they love, the Nintendo. So, yeah, go check it out for sure. Tell us what you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh-huh. Would you watch it again? Nope. And would you tell would you tell people to check it out? Um no, to be honest with you, I don't know if I would. I don't know. I don't like recommending things where I'm not satisfied with it. In, in the hopes of saying, well, you know what, I didn't really like it, but if you're interested in seeing someone do a game hunt, then this is your cup of tea. I don't know. To be honest, I'd rather watch or recommend some YouTube viewers that you and I subscribe to that, that do this on a regular basis. And they're the ones that go to, you know, flea markets or thrift shops or whatever and conventions. And I'm more interested in that aspect of it than seeing someone complete their NES collection, right? Yeah, and you're Maybe more, more so for to the them. fact that, you know, I think the other issue was that the money was just given to him by supporters of the idea. Well, we didn't learn about that till after the fact. Because the movie portrays it as he's using his own money and no filmmaker money. So it was, well, yeah, it wasn't the budget of the actual documentary. It was money given to him by other people. So technically it was given to him. So yeah, it is his money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyways, you know, like there were uh, the clips during the credits and shit where he's like, uh, they're having fun times in the car driving. He's smiling and he's coming to the camera and he's having fun. You didn't see any of that during the body of the movie. You didn't see any of his personality. 
except for his, uh, you know, smugness and uh, almost like a chip on his shoulder through most of it. If you would have peppered some of that other fun stuff in there, you know, where they're having fun in the car. Well, that's uh, at the discretion of the director, obviously, who was also the editor. So uh, you and I both know that all it takes is a certain camera shot or a certain look at the camera edited in the proper way, and you can make one character seem suddenly like a good guy or a bad guy, right? Yeah, that's why, you know, nothing against Jay Bartlett in real life. He's probably a great guy. But uh, the way it came out, I don't know. How great would how much more watchable would it have been if it was uh, your boyfriend Curtis from uh, Girlfriend Versus instead of Jay Bartlett? Oh, I would have loved it, man. Love that guy. It's all about personality. Yeah, I'm not it's saying it's I could do it. You know I would what? come out just yeah, as I'd much like of a moot. I'd like to see uh, another take on this, a different perspective, or maybe the exact same project done by a completely separate group of people and see how they do it. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be done professionally as a documentary. Just, you know, you can do it in, in part form and just throw it up on YouTube. Yeah, for sure. Which, you know, there is a lot of that out there too. We do watch a bit of it. But anyways, that's our take on it. Let us know what you think. Uh, that's probably all the time we have for today. Eh? Yeah, and we're uh, 10 minutes heavy. Oh, that's five reps I can't do in the mirror. I got the bounce. Um, well, let's just say we were planning on something special for 69, the next episode. Who knows if it's going to come together? Can I just throw out what, what our idea was? You can. I don't, I don't think we can do it, though. Well, who knows if it's going to happen. What we were going to do was we're going to have a at-home recording like this, what we're doing right now on the computers, on the interwebs. And instead of me just sending the invite to Joe, I would put that invite out on Twitter to the world. And whoever wants to pop in and out randomly, 30 people at once, 50 people at once. No, see, that's the issue, though. No, just get no issue. Can if it like gets crazy, it get, gets crazy. You know, like we'd get 30 people coming on. Come on. <laughs> when we have 200 people at once. Anyways. When, yeah, when we break the internet. <laughs> That's right. I, I thought it'd be interesting uh, to have people flying in and out if they're home. So, I don't know. And are people going to be home and able to do this? Yeah. Anyways, how we do this is Google Hangouts. Anyone with a, with a phone, either Apple or Android, can get the Google Hangouts app and you can broadcast right from your phone into our broadcast. So keep an eye on Twitter in a week. Maybe we'll do it. Maybe we won't. Anyways, keep an eye out for uh, posting. And if you see a random Google Hangouts invite, click on it and be part of 69 so we can all 69 each other for a good hour. We'll pair off. Just like I do to you at work. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, end this thing. Yeah. Okay. Don't you end it? Say it. That's it? That's we don't it, do man. anything no. else. You want to find us and follow us? Look at the fucking links below. <laughs> Go. <laughs> okay. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Post it and post it.